Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This is the EWN Radio Network. They feel they're dealing with almost a form of estrogen Russian roulette. It's like they, can, they know that it's the best way to treat their symptoms, but if they take it, they may be afraid. And the sad part is, is that an article that came out in the New England Journal of Medicine just in the last month showed that women are so concerned and confused about estrogen that 80% fewer women are on estrogen today than they were in 2002 when that study came out. Interrupted Radio, a show dedicated to practical skills for your mind, body, and soul. We're hoping we'll go in one ear and stay there. Here's the host of the show, Sharon Saylor. Welcome to this special series we're featuring here on Life Interrupted Radio, where we look at the rise of autoimmune disorders. The NIH estimates nearly 24 million Americans have an autoimmune disorder. To put that in perspective, cancer affects about 9 million and heart disease up to 22 million. You'll be as surprised as I was to find out what autoimmune entails. I brought together top experts that range from doctors, specialists, nutritionists, researchers, and even those recovering from autoimmune to bring you the latest, most up-to-date information about autoimmunity and how to live your life uninterrupted. So let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio. I'm your host, Sharon Saylor from SharonSaylor.com. And as always, it's my pleasure to be with you here tonight to bring you the latest in autoimmune, what's happening out there, because, you know, it's rapidly changing, and I just like to keep you all up to date on what's going on. First... It's my weekend. I hope it's your weekend, as I always like to say. I hope you're doing some fun adventure this weekend, regardless of your diagnosis. I find that keeping things active and energetic and keeping your mind active and energetic is one of the best ways to keep ourselves moving and always knowing that we will be thriving regardless of our diagnosis. So I hope you're doing something fun. I've got a really fun time planned. As you know, I'm a fan of farmers markets and believe it or not there are three going on in my local area this weekend so I'm planning to hit all three and find out what great organic and natural types of things I can find out there and also it's the start of the flower season so I'm going to pick myself up some flowers to brighten my home. Anything we can do to keep it happy and thriving is my motto and I'm so excited today because we have a very special guest on. Now, you might be thinking the topic is what's that have to do with autoimmune? 
but our guest, he'll explain what it has to do with autoimmune as well. He is the author of the brand new best-selling book called The Estrogen Window, The Breakthrough Guide to Being Healthy, Energized, and Hormonally Balanced Through Perimenopause, Menopause, and Beyond. We're going to learn about all three parts and if autoimmune plays into it, how it plays into it at all. So let me welcome Dr. Mesh Seibel. He's an international health expert and leading authority on women's wellness and menopause. He served 20 years on the Harvard Medical Faculty and is currently a professor at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. Dr. Seibel is a frequent speaker and media expert and the recipient of multiple awards, including the Media Award from the North American Menopause Society for Advancing the Understanding of Menopause. His latest book, as I said, is a number one bestseller menopause book on Amazon. And remember its name, The Estrogen Window, because you're going to want to pick it up after you hear how Dr. Seibel explains it in very simple terms on how to take estrogen safely to lower risk of disease and reduce symptoms. And, you know, I did pick up a copy of his book, and I read it. It is a great book. It's not medical ease, as shall I say. I understood every word of it. <laughs> and I wanted to have him on because... I remember when I was going through menopause, all the contradictory reports about you should, you shouldn't, you should, you shouldn't, and what are bioidenticals, all of that. It was completely confusing for me. Welcome, Dr. Seibel. Let's have you jump right in and explain a few things. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on today. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Let's first give a quick little description of the differences between how do we know we're perimenopause, menopause, or beyond? Well, you raise a very important point because a lot of women, as you alluded to in your introduction, think that, number one, that menopause is something that happens to older women and that when you get into menopause, you're done with it. But life is a continuum and it's different for every person. For instance, 5 to 10% of women go into menopause before age 45, 1 in 100 before age 40, 1 in 1,000 before age 30, and 1 in 10,000 before age 20. So really and truly, menopause can occur to women at any age, and it's important for, for women to realize that if they feel different or something's happening to them, that it could be a symptom of menopause as well as other things. Well, I know when you say the other things, I remember from my own journey through that, oftentimes I was questioning myself like, hmm, is this menopause? Is this natural or should I be worried about this? Are there some things that kind of tell us about that or should we go to the doctor and just say, hey, look, this is happening. Should I worry or is this just natural? You know, the thing about it is, is that as individual women, women are going to have different individual experiences and they can be quite a range. And there are some differences. The common ones, of course, are the mental fog that happens and the hot flashes. Women know about the warmth. They've heard about that. There can be changes, though, in each part of the body, in the brain. And we talked about the fogginess. Sleep can be disrupted. Uh, there's changes sometimes in weight, and sometimes you might notice that your clothes are getting a little tighter, your belt's a little snugger, you may have five pair of black pants in three different sizes in your closet. All of those things can be associated with menopause and the changes that go through just from all the imbalanced hormones. If I could, may I tell you a little bit about why I wrote this book? Because Oh, you absolutely. You know, I have to say that I love that 
I could tell that the book is also a love story. <laughs> I'm sorry if that kind of sounds strange, but yes, please tell tell us why. Well, it is in the sense that in, it has a lot to do with my own personal life and my relationship with my wife. I began my career doing some of the first in vitro fertilizations, the first test tube babies in the country, and was really one of the top experts on that. And after about 20 years, many of my patients wanted me to continue taking care of them as they transitioned into menopause. But what really happened is in 2002, you talked about that big study that happened, a women's health initiative or WHI study that caused women to think that estrogen caused breast cancer and other conditions, heart disease and other problems. And then seven months after that came out, my wife was diagnosed with a BRCA, a breast cancer gene, and had to have surgery that threw her into early menopause. And what happened was her doctors didn't want to give her estrogen. They were afraid it was going to cause breast cancer. She had a breast cancer gene, and you know estrogen was supposed to cause breast cancer, and they didn't want to give it to her. It was pretty important for me to find out if that was the facts. And it turns out it was not the facts. And that took a great journey and a lot of dedicated research to figure this out. That's the basis of the estrogen window, and I can talk more about that if you would like. Oh, yes, please do. Because the thing about it is is that the fear and the confusion surrounding this time of life is what throws women into chaos because they feel they're dealing with almost a form of estrogen Russian roulette. It's like they can they know that it's the best way to treat their symptoms, but if they take it, they may be afraid. And the sad part is, is that an article that came out in the New England Journal of Medicine just in the last month showed that women are so concerned and confused about estrogen that 80% fewer women are on estrogen today than they were in 2002 when that study came out. And because of that, the majority of the doctors now are not taking care of women that, t that need estrogen and are often are confused themselves and are not as aware of what the new current data is. And that is to the detriment of women. Oh, my goodness. And that's what I find very frustrating for us patients is a lot of contradictory information out there. And we go to people that we trust for expert advice and find out maybe they're not the most up-to-date or it's not the latest advice. And it's so frustrating <laughs> as I hear. I also find it frustrating in the autoimmune community too. It's, I don't think this is limited just to the estrogen and the menopause community. Well, no, it isn't. And the thing is that the studies and the doctors are well-intended, but they're busy and also somewhat misguided by the, the misunderstanding, I call it misunderstandings of hormone therapy. But this, the purpose of the book, and I want to cut to the chase on this, which is very important to understand, is the reason this is so important a concept for women is the fact that estrogen isn't good and estrogen isn't bad, just like insulin isn't good or bad. If you give insulin at the wrong time or when the blood sugar is too low, you drop the blood sugar and cause a coma. If you give it the rest of the time, you're going to control blood sugar. Same with estrogen. If estrogen is given at the wrong time, and this is the whole point of the book, it's all about the window of opportunity because estrogen given at the right time actually lowers the risk of breast cancer by 23%. It 
lowers the risk of heart disease substantially. That's the number one killer of women. It lowers the risk of dementia. It lowers the risk of osteoporosis or thinning of the bones. And if the estrogen window is missed, then it has the potential not to be as effective or to potentially not get those benefits and even worsen the symptoms. And that's the reason it's been so confusing. If you look back to those first study in 2002, and what made it so darn confusing was the women who got the placebo that didn't take the medication were ages 50 to 59 and healthy women. And the women who got the estrogen and a second medicine called Provera, a Prempro was the name of the drug, it was a combined pill. The women who got the hormones were 60 to 79 and they were smokers, had diabetes, and they had high blood pressure, and they were so in medical risk. So they gave hormones to a group of women 60 to 79 with medical problems and compared them to a group of women who were 50 to 59 and healthy. So who do you think is going to have more problems? <laughs> yes, it's kind of obvious when you look at it that way. It's shocking that we don't know that until you're, what, 15 years later after the study or something like that? That's amazing to me. Now, one of the questions I had, though, about the the idea of taking estrogen is, can you explain the difference? Of, there's a term that's going out there around like the bioidentical versus what you called the one in the study, the PremPro, which I understand was a synthetic. Uh, what, what's up, what are all these terms about? Well, bioidentical is, is not a real medical term. It's really a marketing term. But bioidentical implies that the hormone structure is the same structure as what the woman's body naturally makes. So the implication is that it, it may be natural. But in fact, the only plant that, that the bioidenticals come from is a chemical plant. There is no estrogen in a sweet potato or other plant that you can squeeze without chemical processes. So bioidentical is strictly a, uh, associating a chemical structure identical to what the woman makes. Now, bioidenticals come in two flavors. One is the ones that you get in the drugstores, like the chain drugstores that are bioidentical. Those are FDA approved. Then there are others that are made in compounding pharmacies. They're the same hormones, but they aren't FDA approved. And the reason they aren't is because they, they aren't tested for uh, consistency. And so those are really compounded estrogens. So there's a lot of confusion that the estrogens in compounded are the natural and you know more like what is good for you and that the ones in drugstores aren't even understood to be the same exact hormone. Wow, I had no I was under that confusion when I did the bioidenticals. First off, I thought that meant like the word sort of organic or natural and also I was sent to a compounding pharmacy being told that that was the I'll use in air quotes the natural way to get my estrogen versus the negative view that I had of the, well, the word that I was told, the synthetic version. Well, they're all synthetic in the sense that they've been synthesized, but they're uh, identical in terms of their structure. Now, the one you talked about, Prempro or Premarin, comes, you know, there's a lot of 
aesthetic distaste for that because it comes from the urine of pregnant horses, pregnant mares urine, premarin. But you could say that's more natural than making something in a chemical plant. If you want to get natural, what's more <laughs> natural than urine? I mean, who doesn't make it? So that is um, a misnomer. And in fact, there's many, many, many more studies with premarin uh, than there is with um, the estradiol. Many, many more studies. But what's happened is there's been a big shift since 2002, and now many, many more women are on the estradiol. But here's the thing that women need to understand, and that I want to share, is that the compounding pharmacies are doing everything they can to be accurate. But what happens is you ever go into the ice cream store and you get you know, your vanilla ice cream and you want some M&Ms or some chocolate chips in it, and they stir in the chocolate chips you know, and they mix it up, and then you get a scoop of it, and then you take a spoonful of it, and sometimes you get a bunch of M&Ms, and sometimes you don't get any. Right, yeah. Well, well, compounding pharmacies are individually stirring up the estrogen into the um, material that they give to you so that you can apply it. And sometimes you get a lot of estrogen or progesterone, and sometimes you don't. And what they have found in studies right now is that if they take the same prescription and give it to 12 different uh, compounding pharmacies across the country, the same prescription, and then take that prescription that's been filled and send it to a chemical lab for analysis, they range dramatically in what is in that prescription. And typically, it happens that estrogen can be between 50 and 200% more, and progesterone between 30 and 80% less. So what's happening is when women are getting the compounded hormones now, we find out that, in fact, there is an increased risk that they're getting more estrogen than their doctors prescribed or healthcare providers prescribed and less progesterone. And the uterine lining depends on estrogen plus progesterone so that the uterine lining doesn't build up uterine cancer. You see, the uterus normally gets estrogen all the time and progesterone for the last two months of the menstrual cycle. The menstrual cycle sheds, and then it starts over. But estrogen alone can cause the lining to build up and cause uterine cancer. Now, if you add progesterone to it, it causes the uterine lining to not get continuously growing towards pre-cancer and so forth, and you have no risk, basically none at all, point. 0001 risk of uterine cancer. So you need two hormones. But you're not getting that protection when you get it compounded. At least you may not be. And there's been some uterine cancer now reported in from compounding pharmacy hormones. And this is a big issue because one-third of all hormone production or usage in the United States is from compounding pharmacies. It's a multi-billion dollar usage by millions of women thinking they're getting something safer and natural, and it's neither. Oh, my goodness, that's, that's so profound and eye-opening for me. First, I want to do a little bit of clarity there. You had said on the last two months, and I just want to clarify that we meant the last two weeks. So <laughs> I'm thinking... Oh, yes, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm thinking, wow, that's a long period that's there. That's a long period, <laughs> my God. No, in the 30 days of a typical menstrual cycle, or 28 days, Estrogens all the time, and the last two weeks of the cycle is a progesterone. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think most of us women out there caught that, but, but just wanted to clarify that. I but appreciate it. 
I want to go back though because I was told by my physician during that time to use the compounding and as I said in my introduction, I'm a farmer's market fan. I immediately went for it and I did believe that it was I'll use the word in my mind, it was the organic, it was the safe, it was the natural, it was the way, you know, the way it was supposed to be method. And I'm just amazed by that statistic that that it's coming out now that it could actually, it is actually showing that it can be more dangerous. My goodness. The well, this is current data, and it may have not existed when you were taking it. And also understand that the same estradiol, uh, the same estrogen is in the patches and gels and uh, creams and uh, pills that are available in the in the regular trade stores. The same exact chemical estradiol is the number one one. Then there's uh, other ones, estrone and other estrogens as well. But estradiol, the main, but it's the same exact hormone, ex- identical. It's exactly the same, and it's available in its FDA. Approved, and so that means simply that if you get X amount of it, you're going to receive X amount of it and not variable amounts which are individually formulated. And you can see how that would be potentially inconsistent. Oh, yes. Plus the inconsistency, we need to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back with Dr. Seibel, we're going to talk about some more of this. And one of the inconsistencies I want to ask him about right after this commercial break is I remember taking the creams and then also some of the other ways I found inconsistencies I would say I felt like in the amount that I was getting like is that the same amount of cream that I had yesterday I kind of think so we'll talk all about that in just a moment right after this quick commercial break we'll be back with Dr. Seibel and learning more about the estrogen window Life Interrupted Radio will return after these messages from our sponsors it's great sponsors like these that keep this show coming to you every week Be sure and stop by LifeInterruptedRadio.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by MindfulnessInActionBook.com. To get your free four-minute guided meditation to relax, refresh, and renew in just four minutes, and who doesn't have four minutes? Stop by MindfulnessInActionBook.com now. This guided meditation is in handy MP3 format, so you can use it anywhere, anytime, Download it now at MindfulnessInActionBook.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Mesh Seibel, a leading authority on women's wellness and menopause. A recent article in the New England Journal of Medicine found that most women are confused or afraid of estrogen, and many doctors aren't comfortable treating them. My new book called The Estrogen Window just hit number one bestseller status on Amazon. Find out what women are so excited about. Order your copy now at estrogenwindowbook.com and become a partner in your health care. Do you want to be a better leader? Have better relationships? Become more self-aware? Be a better communicator? Hi, I'm Sharon Saylor, best-selling author, professional speaker, and executive coach. And my life passion is empowering professionals to be the best that they can be. After years of working with professionals, I've discovered the seven things nobody is telling you that can cost you your clients, sales, and even your career. And I want to give it to you free. You've heard my show. You know my passion. And maybe we'll be working together sooner rather than later. So go grab this ebook now to find out the seven things that's costing you big time. 
over at SharonTaylor.com forward slash radio gift. Welcome back to the Autoimmune Hour. I'm your host, Sharon Saylor, and we're talking with Dr. Mesh Seibel, and he's the author of the breakthrough new book called The Estrogen Window, and here in the title, The Breakthrough Guide to Being Healthy, Energized, and Hormonally Balanced Through Perimenopause, Menopause, and Beyond. And I have just been learning so much. I have been taking notes left and right. I am so, so surprised at all of this information. And one of the things that you mentioned in just a moment ago was the different forms that it can come in. And I found, I tried a couple of those forms when I was doing it a while ago, and I found that sometimes it was a little harder to get the exact dosage with some of those forms. Are there preferred forms of distributing estrogen over some of the others? Well, understand that estrogen comes in a variety of uh, applications, so you can get it as pills, you can get it as creams, you can get it as patches, you can get it as vaginal rings, you can get it as vaginal creams, etc. So there are a lot of different ways. And um, the thing that I think that's come to the forefront, most importantly, there are some advantages to the topical, and I talk about in the estrogen window, I talk about how the by organ system on your estrogen's impact on your brain, your breast, your bladder, your bones, you know, skin, uh, reproductive organs, and so forth, intimacy, etc. Everything talked about. But the thing that I think is important is that if you are of a tendency to have a blood clots, or you're worried about blood clots, because that's one of the things that you know people do worry about. Those tendencies tend to be less with topical, or like by you know there are there are patches that are available. The preferred one right now for women is the patch. The creams, you know, you have the issue with creams is that when you rub them on, you have to if they're estrogen creams, you have to make sure that they dry and that you wash your hands afterwards because otherwise what happens is the dog licks you or it can rub off on your partner and stuff like that if it's still wet and uh, not rubbed in. So usually you try and put that on early and let it dry and wash your hands so you're not applying estrogen to other people <laughs> you touch. And uh, then, uh, But if lower dosages of the oral are used, then... Um, it turns out that it's probably also safe. It's at, at the lower dosages. So you either want to go with the lower dosages of the oral or the topical in the form of creams or patches. And patches seem to be, as I said, preferred because it's a very steady state. You stick it on, it's once or twice a week, and you're done with it. Now, is that just preference between the patch, the cream, and the oral pill dosage? Or is there some sort of checklist that you go through to know which one would be right for you? Well, as I said, if blood clots or you're worrying about those kinds of things, then that would definitely be a preferred. But the thing is, is that, you know, women have grown up on the pill. And so many women are used to the pill and taking a pill. And it's a psychological thing. It's just comfortable. 
But others want to not be reminded or don't want to think about it. They can slap a patch on and be done with it. You know, you put it on once or twice a week and that's the end of the story and it doesn't show up and nobody sees it and they don't carry their pills around all the time. You got to remember to take the patches when you go on vacation and stuff like that. But otherwise, it's a combination of preference and personal history. Mostly we've been talking about healthy women here. A little bit questioned just a moment ago about blood clots. But when we have autoimmune, and I know this is a very large question in a short period of time because there are over 100 different kinds of autoimmune, yes. but many times we're on very uh, multiple medications, some of them quite serious types of medications with yes. multiple side effects. What Are there any studies out there that show uh, how estrogen or the other hormones in menopause play into autoimmune and what should we be watching out for? when we have an autoimmune condition and we are considering going on hormone replacement? Well, autoimmune diseases create a particularly complex group because even autoimmune diseases is not one thing, as you yes. well know. And different conditions, whether you're talking about lupus or you're talking about rheumatoid arthritis or you're talking about any of a variety of conditions are, are different. So here's the, the basic, as Mark Twain said, all generalizations are inaccurate, including this one. Yes. So, so what I'm going to do is try and tell you in the limited time we have kind of an overview of it. It's a very confused area, and it hasn't been teased apart the way that hormone therapy is. I just teased apart in the estrogen window. It hasn't been teased apart well enough yet. But the overarching kind of things is as women transition into their menopause is that there's probably many more benefits to taking estrogen and hormones than there are downsides. There may be a slight increase of mild flare-ups in, say, lupus, for instance, not major flare-ups. And they have to remember that the risk for heart disease and dying of a heart attack and conditions like that goes down with hormone therapy, particularly with estrogen alone for women who've had a hysterectomy. So the thing is, is that in rheumatoid arthritis, for instance, it doesn't seem to cause any changes in terms of increasing the risk of flare-ups and things like that. Uh, for women with multiple sclerosis, it seems to be fine to take. So there are some concerns, you know, because in pregnancy, there can be flare-ups. It seems to be very binary. Some women, a number of women will get worse during pregnancy. Some will get better during pregnancy. So it's, it's not uniform. But the overarching thing is, is that the overall benefits of hormone therapy appear to be greater than the risks, although there may be mild things that are contributed to, maybe, the upside is that they're avoiding the heart disease, the other conditions that are associated with it, and they have to think about themselves as a whole person and not just an autoimmune disease with a person attached. You know, they're a person who has many hopes, aspirations, and intentions for long and healthy lives or the healthiest lives that they can have who happens to have this autoimmune disease. So I want to take care of all of them. And there's intimacy and it's involved. Estrogen is very beneficial for a lot of other things. Yes, absolutely. And I'm glad you bring up the concept there's a whole person involved. That's one of my uh, little rants every so often here on the Autoimmune Hour is that, yes, 
I don't want to be just seen as my uh, diagnosis. And that's where I find that it can be quite confusing for us when it, people have, I'll just say, complicated conditions like that. We go to our GYN for the for the female part of us, and then we're at the rheumatologist or the autoimmune specialist, something like that, for the other. And oftentimes I find that one does, doesn't understand the other condition, and oftentimes it's hard to know. What I always said, I never knew if an itch was just an itch or if it was a symptom or a side effect. <laughs> well, many times it's confusing when one thing that is associated with a condition comes up. And that's why it's important to educate in order to advocate. That's why I do women's health education, because if you don't have the education to know what to do, then you cannot advocate for yourself and you cannot be a partner in your health care. I want you to be a partner in your health care because in eight minutes, you cannot get everything you need squeezed out. And if you can never, if you ever go to the doctor, you don't get all your questions answered. What you should do before you leave is make an appointment to come back and have a discussion about that problem or find out who is the person to talk to you about it because you owe it to yourself to get what you need at these visits. That's the whole point of health care. It's health care. Oh, my goodness. We are on the same page with that. What are some things that I like to take a checklist? I write out certain things. I want to make sure I cover this and this and this, and I actually pull it out and give it to the doctor. Here's my checklist. Well, that's a good thing to do. And also, if you're interested in terms of menopause, I have something called menopausequiz.com. People can go to and find out, take a self-assessment where they are in this change of life menopausequiz.com and they can do that and get a printout at least have an idea of where they are in this but you can take those symptoms then take those things and take those to your doctor but list of questions is a great thing to do now we're just about out of thank you so much for being available to us to share with us this really valuable information where can, uh, we said the quiz, please give us the URL again for that, as well as where can we find your book. And I heartily recommend it, guys, because it was fantastic. And I mean this very sincere. I love books that are quick reads, and this one was so well written and easy to understand that I actually puts it up there with my gold star of a great quick read. So thank you, Dr. Seibel, well, for that, because we're all so it, busy. <laughs> I'll have to get a testimonial from you. I absolutely will. I absolutely will go over there on Amazon where I purchased it from. But tell us more about how we can get your book and uh, more learn more about you and your amazing work. Well, I'll give you a couple of things. First of all, if you go to, as I mentioned, uh, menopausequiz.com, take a self-assessment. But if you want the book, go to, if you go there by uh, April the 15th, you can get, go to estrogen window book dot com and you'll actually get some bonuses that we have given to thank you for people who purchase early estrogenwindowbook.com but it's available at bookstores everywhere it's available on amazon it's available at barnes and noble book a million and so forth uh, there you can find more about me at uh, drmache.com and in addition, if you – well, let's just leave it at that. I'll, okay. <laughs> I, will, I will also say that once a month I have calls that I get from all over the world at uh, Ask 
drmache.com, A-S-K-D-R-M-A-C-H-E.com. If you do that, I, if you write in, you can put questions in, and I answer them on the third Thursday of every month, and they're recorded. So uh, that's a resource that I can provide for people. Oh, my goodness. That's fantastic. Everybody write that one down, askdrmache.com, because he, as you've seen, he's just a wealth of information, and he puts it into language that everyday people can understand, which I just give a huge woohoo to because that's a rare breed, doctor. That's a rare breed. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on the Autoimmune Hour. Everyone, run out and go get the estrogen window book because I loved it and as I said I hardly recommend it and it's a quick read and that's what's important in this busy world because it was written in everyday language that I could understand so thank you so much for being my guest and hearty congratulations on another fantastic book and looking forward to your next one (laughs) whatever that might be well thank you so much have a wonderful day remember it's better to stay well than to get well so stay well Thank you. I love that. Thank you. Take care, everyone. The information provided on LifeInterruptedRadio.com is for educational purposes only. What you hear, read, and see on Life Interrupted Radio is based on experience only. The information presented here should never be used for any legal, diagnostic, or treatment purposes. Always seek sound legal, medical, and or professional advice regarding any problems, conditions, and any of the recommendations you see, hear, or read here on Life Interrupted Radio. You've been listening to Life Interrupted Radio. To learn more, listen to other shows, and gain free resources that can help empower your life, be sure to stop by lifeinterruptedradio.com. This episode is brought to you by mindfulnessinactionbook.com. To get your free four-minute guided meditation to relax, refresh, and renew in just four minutes, and who doesn't have four minutes? Stop by MindfulnessInActionBook.com now. This guided meditation is in handy MP3 format, so you can use it anywhere, anytime. Download it now at MindfulnessInActionBook.com. Do you want to be a better leader? Have better relationships? Become more self-aware? Be a better communicator? Hi, I'm Sharon Saylor, best-selling author, professional speaker, and executive coach. And my life passion is empowering professionals to be the best that they can be. After years of working with professionals, I've discovered the seven things nobody is telling you that can cost you your clients, sales, and even your career. And I want to give it to you free. You've heard my show. You know my passion. And maybe we'll be working together sooner rather than later. So go grab this ebook now to find out the seven things that's costing you big time. Over at SharonSailor.com forward slash radio gift. Never has there been a better time for women to hack success. The shift is on and the breakthroughs are real. We're taking success to a whole nother level. Join us at the Women's Success Summit, a gathering of dynamic, smart women helping women. We want to learn about you and what you have to offer. Bring your A-game and be prepared to transact some business. Oh, and by all means, dress to impress. Register at eWomenNetwork.com. This is the EWN Radio Network.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.